Heating Up the UK is part of the Big Heads Media Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. Here's your host, Dan Healy, also known as at the Miami Heat UK. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I'm your host, Dan Healy, and today in these dark and gloomy and uncertain times, I'm here to cheer you all up with two absolute juggernauts, heavyweights, monstrous members of the NBA community. I'm lying completely, by the way. It's just my cousin and my brother, Bob and Chris. How are you doing, guys? Hello, mate. <laughs> what an introduction. Yeah. 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 Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Yeah, if, everyone suddenly thought I had like Shams and Stephen A on or something. So. Oh, geez, everyone, once I heard it was it weren't watched, they've all turned off now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh sorry, I've sold you a bit short there. So I've got my younger brother and fellow uh and seventy sixers fan, Bobby. How you doing, mate? Hello, Dan. Not bad, mate. You good? good. Yes, I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. And uh my my cousin Chris as well, a uh, 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 Toronto Raptors fan. Uh, how you doing, Chris? You all right, mate? I'm good, mate. Just about surviving with the uh, hiatus and that. Just yes. getting by. Watching some highlights today. Keep yourself busy. Good. I assume both of you, as you're both London workers, you're both um, self-isolating, working from home, I assume, yes? Uh, I am. No, I am. yeah. I've been home Chris? for a week. No, right. unfortunately. Uh, no, we're, oh, we're, we're still in. Oh, I didn't realise that. I thought, like, literally London was shut down. I didn't realise you was actually still at work. No, there's not been the call yet. If that happens, we will be. But there's basically the people that can work from home are doing that, self-isolating right. or But um, me in particular, I'm still at work. But there's less people working out in London than anywhere else. So it's probably safer anyway. Yeah, true, true. And you've been off for about a week, Bob. Mm-hmm. As, uh, yeah, as the miss- uh, as, has the missus been at home as well? No, thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's been I didn't mean that in case she's listening. <laughs> You've told me the best part of your so far. <laughs> oh, mate. Oh, well, at least you've got a new dog. Yeah, <laughs> just, just just me and the pooch at the minute. Yeah, good stuff. How have you been getting on, Dan? Oh, you, you've been getting, up, getting catching up in your sleep? Yeah, well, um, yeah, this is what, one, one thing that I immediately thought on uh, to try and be a bit positive. I thought, well, you know, when all the devastation went down, I thought, well, the only shining bright light was I will finally start getting some regular sleep again. But literally, what, enough. three three four days in and i've just i've absolutely had enough of it I've, i've actually become immune to having stinging eyelids and you know just literally living off three four hours sleep and now you know i'll just wake up depressed every morning there's no you know you can't wake up check check your scores see what's happened and divulge into it it's just the pits but we'll get into it right so let me um, let me take you back first to last wednesday a week today guys um everything went down and this is how my wednesday went Okay, I went, got home from work, rushed down the pub to watch Liverpool, as I'm a Liverpool fan, as some of you may or may not know, rushed down the pub to watch Liverpool versus Atletico Madrid in the Champions League, and we got knocked out. Came home with the ump, thought, oh well, at least it's a, uh, a UK-friendly-ish time uh, now, because uh, all the clocks have gone forward in uh, the US or back, whatever it is. So I thought, okay, 11-ish, 11 o'clock tip, um, watch Miami 
clinch a playoff space by beating the Charlotte Hornets. And um, after getting off to a ridiculously good start, we then blew a massive lead, as is the Heat's thing at the moment, and um, uh, lost that game. Then during that game, um, it all all the uh, the fallout came before our eyes. The uh, the, the Rudy Gobert, um, uh, well, the whole thing all, all happened with what yeah, had happened. Was- the fact that he'd he'd contracted, um, and uh, it was very quickly followed that um, games that were people already being in arenas, ready for tips to start. Suddenly, everyone was going back to the change rooms, and before we knew it, there came the call that the NBA was suspended. So uh, as Wednesdays go, that was pretty shit for me. <laughs> so, um, to be fair, we well, could t- we could tell as a, me, and, me and Bob and so we're putting stuff in the group and you weren't responding, so we knew you was watching Liverpool and you had the hump. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, not not a great not one for the books. Not, that a great, one, not a great night. So yeah, both my teams lost. The NBA stopped. It also meant that my my trip of a lifetime that we'd all set mm. up with my trip over to Miami. Um, meeting all these fantastic people and going to see these brilliant games, that was all now not going to happen. But, you know, I'm actually, I'm over that now. You know, the, 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 the right thing was done, obviously. We can't can't be playing uh, any sport um, whilst things are going down like this. So uh, people's health is the most important thing. Now, let's go back to, to day one of what happened here. Um, it all started with the, uh, the, the Gobert announcement that he'd contracted this. Now, first of all... Um, what do you think about the whole thing that happened with Rudy and the um, the touching of the mics and seemingly making light lightheartedness of what had happened? Um, Chris, I'll start with you. Uh, what, what do you think, mate? Was this tempting fate? Was just one of those things, or you know, what what did what was your overriding thought when you see what had happened with this uh, Rudy situation? The, the weird thing about it was, I don't know why I was still awake, but I was awake because I, uh, if I remember right, you was one of the later, you were one of the later games, right? So, because uh, I don't think you had the news on the tan- uh, on the um, through the commentary, so yeah. I was still awake for some reason. I don't know if I had a later start or I just couldn't sleep or what, but I was following one of the one of the later games, the, the earlier games, sorry, that were folded into went into your game, and I was following Twitter and it come through and said uh, one of the guys are followed. Um, Royce or something um, he said uh, there's something weird going on here the doctors just ran out to the court and this and that and so I flicked the game on on the found the stream for it and then it all just kind of came all just came through and mm. it was obviously a weird weird eerie in the building and the, they just announced it was postponed so of course then you know everyone's like on everyone's going oh, I think he's got it I think he's got it um, mm. which is awful but in relation to what he did um <laughs> He's, he's try, I think he's tried to make like like heart in it as if to say that oh it won't it won't happen to me or to say he wants to feel um, closer to the media and stuff like that trying to be like all in his together but yeah it was is from what you understand and you hear that all the other players are frustrated where other people were keeping their social distance and and sanitize themselves and not touching it and apparently he was being reckless in the dressing room and all that kind of thing yeah that that, that i think which is he's now realized that, that that's never going to be a good look i mean the only thing i feel a little bit harsh with is he was the first he isn't going to be like he's the first one identified but who's to say that something he didn't get with someone else he was just the first name so i feel a little bit sorry for him in terms of he might have been a bit scapegoated there. He was the first, yeah. was the first one. He was the first one announced, but it doesn't mean he was the first one to get it. But then doing that thing with the mic, mm-hmm. you've not, you've not done yourself any favours. So nah. 
I mean, he, he must be sort of, obviously, he must have replayed that in his head like a, a, oh, exactly. a million times over. And obviously, he's got, he would have got, and he did get slated for it. Yeah. Um, and but, Donovan but, Mitchell, obviously. Yeah. He, he was on the news yesterday, I think. Um, and he said it took him all. I said, how's the relationship with you and Rudy? And he said, it took, I'm not going to lie, it took me a while to call off. Mm. But now he said, I'm happy. Like, he still, as far as I understand, I think... Um, uh, Mitchell's asymptomatic, so he hasn't even. He feels fine, but Gobert was the one with the symptoms. But I think the frustration was that the, the some of the players, or most of the players, were taking it really seriously. The members of staff. He was joking around, then he found out he was the carrier. So yeah. I think the Jazz, I think the Jazz have got a really big job on their hands now to repair that, to see yeah. whether both of them stay, one of them goes, or or what, because there's a lot of trust and stuff that's got to go on between teammates. Yeah, that's it's right. Pretty rec- it's pretty reckless. Yeah, it was reckless. I mean, Bob, in, is it one of those things that you just think, well, you know, when you look back to it was only one week ago, it seems mad to even think that it was only so much has happened. But you think one week ago, obviously, it seems ludicrous now what he done. Um, but when you look a week ago today, there were 50,000 Liverpool fans in a stadium watching a football match. You know, it, obviously, at, at now you look at it from this point of view, is it just one of those things? Is it too easy to just go, well hindsight's a wonderful thing you know but the fact the fact that he touched all the mics in the in the press room the fact that he went back into the changing room and he was touching everyone's uh, belongings and stuff you know is it just doing one of those things that a lot of people do do in adversity which is late make light-heartedness of it or do you think that this could as Chris just said do you think this has got some sort of lasting impact now with trust between teammates Mm, I, I just think he's he's done what so many people have done loads of people are just so ignorant to what what it was actually happening it's starting to register with people what is actually going on in the world and i think listen i've done we've done it in the office one of us has sneezed we've kind of all joked oh you've got the virus like in mm. a jokey way i'm not forgiving what he's done it's stupid especially someone on that platform yeah. with you know on the media it's even sh- more stupid but i just think um it, it's it's yeah, it's it's a ridiculous thing. I, I think that people should just need to get over it a little bit now. It, yeah. He, he knows what he's done. He yeah. he knows it doesn't forgive exactly what he's done, but we need to move on. And it's a wake up call for everyone. This you're not immune from it. You're not. You can't not get it. You can't. You know we can't really joke about it as such anymore. This is a serious issue, and that happening is kind of a blessing in a way because it might wake a lot of people up as well. Yeah, no, that, that, that's right. And I think you're right. You know, it, it is a little bit. I don't know how I feel on the fact that like the, the names have been coming out, because especially with Rudy and what happened, because, you know, it's left so open. I mean, we obviously things have come out now since obviously we know Gobert's got it. We know that Mitchell's got it. Um, a few days ago, we heard that um, Chris Wood from the Pistons has got it. Um, and now we've heard that there's four Nets players and we do know that one of those names is unfortunately is, is Durant, which is incredible. Um, so, you know, obviously prayers out to all the players that uh, have got it and we hope that they um, they they rest up and, you know, get better soon. But do, do you think that this is obviously going to be the tip of the iceberg, that the UK and the US are in a similar sort of pattern that they're still relatively early in this crisis? Um, lots more players are going to get it. I'm almost certain of that. Do you think that the right way to go is to not be naming people? Do you think it's just like four Nets players have got it? Do you think that's a better way to do it, Bob? I'll stay with you. No. Mate, I think the players are given permission to, to mm. use their name. And I think in a way, like obviously KD coming out and being honest about it himself, it might just register with some people like 
you know, I read it on Twitter and I'm sure you guys too, these people that just think, why have you called games off? We can take our own risk. We're healthy. We're this, we're that. And I feel like sometimes when you see that actually, you know, superstars are getting it. This, yeah. It's not discriminating, is it? it it's Absolutely. This is a virus. And, you know, I'm, I reckon there are players in the league that want to keep their privacy and may well have it. And I think they yeah. are players who have it. And I'm sure there's other sports stars across the world that, that might be saying, no, I don't want my name put out there. Um, yeah. I don't know what if there's rules in the league that they have to come out of it. I don't know. Mm. Um, but I think sometimes it might register with some, some of the younger generation or just some stubborn people that you, you, you're not hiding from this. Everyone can get it. Yeah. Mm. So getting on to like the, how we go from what we do from here. Um, what First of all, I'm, I'll ask you both a, a one word answer on this. Chris, do you think that we'll see about another ball bounce this season? Yeah, it's, the more it's going on, I would say no. Um, okay. Only, uh, only that's not, yeah, go on. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I just don't, I can't see it. I just think it's going to get worse before it gets better as it is. I know they've said they're optimistic about a late June start and this and that, but I don't yeah. know. I really, I really don't know. Unless there's some miraculous thing where they get well, it under flat see, under the curve. This is the thing. Um, we'll, we'll come on to possible scenarios and all the rest of it now. But this is the thing. I know that's a difficult question to answer because nobody knows. You know, this, this, even the experts don't know. So the, these sort of 14-day, 30-day hiatus and so on is is only really a review. Let's see where we are in 30 days. You know, it's it's a re- it's in theory it's an impossible question to answer. Um, Bob, do you follow? Do you, do you see basketball being played again this season? It, it was a yes a week ago. It's a no now. Okay. Yeah. Right. I I I'm trying to be optimistic. I I would like to think that there will be. Um, I think we all would like to think that they will be. Um, Some of you do, yeah. Yeah, we'll we come, <laughs> come on to that in a second. Um, so, so let's have a look. Let, let's discuss some things that that perhaps could happen. Let's say, in thirty days' time, they're clear to play. Do you think first and foremost that we will, cut, if we do see basketball again, especially regular season games, and there's an option where we might not even see regular season games? Do you think if we come back, it's going to be to empty readings first, Bob? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that's the that's the kind of the only scenario for me at the minute. And would that would that would that bother you? Because there are some people that would think, well, no, you know, sport without fans is nothing, and I totally get that. Or do you think that no, you know, I I want to see some sport. It's still competitive. Um, it's better than no sport. Where do you definitely see? definitely? I think listen, of course, fans make the sport. The atmosphere is in NBA. To me, is my is one of my favourite parts of the NBA. Is is the way the crowds can turn turn a game. But yep. give me give me the end of the season any day over over cancelling it you know give me an empty arena yeah. if we can if we can play well not we but you know what i mean yeah yeah so yeah there we go so we've got we've got a sixers fan uh, who are um having a season to forget saying <laughs> give me give me the nba so uh yeah that's great chris um poss- if you see it coming forward going forward and still going on what do you think is the most likely scenario do you think that we they say we want we need to finish all way to two games. Do you see them cutting the regular season? To. I think they have to uh, because certain teams will say, um, like Memphis will say, okay, you yeah, finish it now. 
But then Portland, uh, what, three games back was saying, oh, we're making a push. Then you, you, I think, to be fair, you have to... I don't think you can just go straight into the playoffs. I, I just can't see how that would happen. And also, players going, what, without no practice, rusty, mm-hmm. straight in, with no conditioning, no yeah. legs underneath them. Um, the point about the playoffs, um, obviously with the fans, the same as Bob, I would rather see games being played it's always going to be remembered this season is going to be almost like even if it gets completed almost the lost season with yeah, courses because like so but the other weird thing it could work out in its favor because it'll be intrigued because because it's so unique in terms of watching games with no uh, spectators it might take unfortunately like teams like philadelphia unbeatable almost at home this season it's going to throw some curveballs out there where you haven't got that crowd to push you on you haven't got that intimidating factor in there so I do think it could give the Bucks for example like I think it could give other teams and also some shocks from other teams at home I think it could give it almost it could neutral it out and really make it it's going to be a unique playoff if it takes place but I think there could be some shocks off the back of that because teams yeah. do rely on it oh definitely definitely and it's, yeah it's a good point as well um do you think that, I mean, the, the one thing that the NBA has in its favour in a, in a way, and I know there's going to be lots of complications about contracts and, uh, you know, cap salary, the, cap, the cap salary and, um, you know, the, the draft and the lottery picks and all that lot. But if you look at it, the, the season, the regular season finishes, what is it, mid-April, something like that, and the playoffs yeah. finish sometime in June? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not, not. I've only seen us play one one playoff series, so forgive me for not knowing uh, too much about playoff <laughs> durations. But I'll, I'll, if, I'll let you know, Dan. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, of course you will. Of course yeah, you will. Yeah. Um, so uh, the the one thing that it's got in its favour is that there's a long off season, like there is in a lot of American sports. So they they got this fluidity where they can maybe make this happen you know start off with maybe the the completing the regular season to empty arenas by then you could be maybe pushing into sometime in august and then by then maybe this pandemic has not only leveled out but started to become started to come down by then you might be able to get in a postseason where you can start to put fans back in arenas um maybe look at the option of a shorter playoff series especially in the early rounds um, what, how do you think that would work? Would, would you think that that would almost need to be a necessity? Do we need to see first rounds that are best out of seven? Um, Chris, again? I, I think you've got to keep it consistent throughout. I don't think you can go the early rounds to best of five, then best of seven. I think if you're going to do everything, you do everything best of five. Um, I think that, obviously, you say starting later. I think they'd want to avoid clashing with the NFL just for the sheer viewings and numbers reasons and stuff like that. So I think they'd be under pressure to try and avoid that. Um, but I just, I just want what's, what's safe and what, and what, what's right. Um, if you can get fans in there, then that's, that's incredible. But then do you say, Oh, as it goes on, then you start to say, we put fans in, but then teams get further on. Then it's an advantage to them. They've got fans. Other teams didn't. I think you have to make a decision. You either say, right, we're going to commit to no fans, um, whatsoever, unless they do a f- from the, maybe the start of the finals or something, if a, if available. And then I think you say you either commit to a seven or you commit to a five. I don't think you can stagger it and swap swap it around. I think they've got to be consistent throughout. For mm. to be fair. Yeah, I, I get I get the fairness. I just think that if if someone was to offer you to to finish a regular season, eighty two game season, and then now suddenly you've got playoffs, which are quite long series you know and some of them are I mean I know a lot of people will probably say well you very rarely get 
first rounds yeah. that go to seven anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, Bob, do you think that maybe a an, an obvious-ish solution might be to go, okay, let's do a... Let's do a best of three, even first round, then do a best of five and then do a best of seven. No, I, I feel like from a business decision, which is what the NBA, yeah, of course, they're going to go hell first, but I'm, mm-hmm. they're, they're business at the end of the day. Yeah. Like the obvious thing is to cut the regular season, right? As as harsh as that is and has how much bitching that's going to cause. They want they want the playoff games to be played. They're the ones that are probably going to bring the audiences in there, not, yeah. not into the arenas, obviously, but into watching the ratings and and watching it. Um, yeah. If they're going to rush, if they're going to try and get it done, like you say in the summer, uh, they'll look at all the options, I think. But from from for me, it's an easy thing to say, isn't it, when you're in the playoff spots to say, well, we'll cut it, cut the season short, and and now now go into the playoffs. But as Chris mm. said, it's harsh on other teams, but I just, I feel like that's a, that's a simpler decision than trying to shorten playoff games. Is you know they're your bread and butter. They're, that's what everyone waits for. Yeah, absolutely. To cut I, that down is 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 causing issues with probably going to cause issues with ratings. What yeah. about or if um, I know it would be hard because you you have to pick and choose when you you cut it. But what about if what is there left? Is it 16 games or something or 18 I think, games? I think there's 18 games on so most teams. They, yeah. So what if they cut them in half? And that way you, you use those nine almost as a tune-up for players to try and get conditioning, then go into the playoffs. Because going straight into the playoffs can be brutal. And is that not, is that not even more insulting, though? Like, you're basically saying to, to, the, bot, to the bottom teams, go on, just have nine games to let the playoff teams get warmed up. And then you're saying to Portland, you've basically not got enough games to catch up anyway. So You, you are, but the then at least you're given an option. Other than that, you're just going... Yeah, yeah, no, I... If you're, ninth, if you're ninth, you're out. But then also, the teams um, above them, like oh, I get you was going to favour the teams already in there, but the pe- players at least then they would have trying to get some conditioning going to yeah. go in. I mean, I think if they do, do, if they do resume the season, I don't think it goes straight into competitive. I think they will allow some kind of warm up somewhere, even if it's not yeah. competitive. I just uh, I I get what you're saying, Chris. I just think um I I I cannot see a solution where they just go all right. Well, we'll just do a few more games, uh, a handful of games. I think really. That the the way that this season um, continues and concludes will be either to play out the 82 game regular season and then play out the the playoffs. The only tweak they could do is maybe make the playoffs shorter. But as Bobby's already said, I don't see that happening because it's a it's a business and that's where that's what everyone waits for, as you quite rightly say. That's why I'm with you and I just think that. It all depends on how long this lasts. And at the moment, I don't think it's imminent. And that's why I'm with you. If I don't think we'll see basketball again this season, which which is devastating because you think, well, you know, this was the first season. This was the first season in years where we didn't know who was going to win. And, you know, it, it's been it's been a, a brilliant season in, in so many ways, but it's been it's been crap in a lot of ways as well. I mean, we've seen so many stars injured Obviously, there's been tragedies, as we know, as well along the way. It it wouldn't be devastating, in, in it would be devastating to not to have a whole career, a whole year of somebody's career wiped out because of the virus, and we start again. It's not devastating in the way that this sport doesn't particularly. It doesn't really matter. We, we that no one gets promoted, no one gets relegated. It's just a year that we didn't finish. It's a year that we didn't see a winner, which would be yeah. weird. But the only thing, the only thing that they would have to work out is what happens now with lottery picks, seedings, and so on. So that's a bit of a headache. But you know, 
I, I don't think. Do, do you think if it got if it got wrote off, you know, do you just see that as well? It was unforeseen, and that's the end of it. There's no real massive complications here. Do you agree with that, or do you think this that it all it has to be worked around? Whether whenever we start basketball again, we start with the with where we start where we left off. Do you, do you think that, Chris? I think they'll obviously be planning for everything. I think if if it cannot be done health wise or it's all going on, then it's it's going to get cancelled. So they'll be going through every possible like situation they can do, but. As Bob said, if they can find a way to get the prime time slots on with the playoffs and make it safe and stuff, they will be waiting as long as possible to get that over the line. Um, because, as I say, the knock-on effect of everything else is is such like to get wrap your head around and to do it. And even there and then, we sound about oh, there's going to be. Um, I agree with what you said earlier about the seeding and stuff. He was just trying to find a way to please everyone, which you're never going to do. You're then going to have to follow on the knock-on effect of not going to please people with the seedings and the salary cap's going to drop. People might not be able to afford like, in free agency certain players, all that the kind of knock-on effect if this doesn't take place. So I think they'll try and leave the window as open as long as possible as they can. Um, mm. And as a selfish fan, you hope that, but hell, you know, they, health, health way more priority. Yeah, well, absolutely. And, you know, on, on the back of what I just said there, Bob, um, we'll come away a little bit just for a few minutes from basketball and we'll talk about football because obviously this UK podcast most of my followers are UK based football's obviously our biggest sport now we just said there um, about if this season didn't finish because of no promotions relegations and so on uh, th- there's no real devastation there it just means that we didn't have a winner there might be a bit of complication of how they work out the lottery and so on and picks and all the rest of it but that could be worked out with football it's a bit different isn't it because you know I, I obviously <laughs> I'm desperate for the season to resume because we Liverpool being a Liverpool fan we need we need six more points we need two more wins to get that title that or we are obviously massively clear so I, I obviously am desperate and craving that that happens but again the, the bigger implications become on not necessarily who wins the title but the promotions, the relegations, the who gets into Europe, who gets into mm-hmm. the Champions League. We're talking about millions, m- hundreds of millions of pounds at stake. So, Bob, do you think that in terms of football season, does this, do we do we have to, absolutely have to resume this season regardless of when it is? Or do you see that there's an argument somewhere that just says no, no and void the whole season? No, no, you have to finish it. In my eyes... Good luck to the FA, to UEFA, to FIFA, whoever's in looking at this, because where do you even begin with this mess? Like, mm. um, But as you said, I, th- I think it's a simple one. How many games left is there in the season? I think uh, nine or ten, I think. Uh, nine or ten. So have we ca- have they cancelled all the European competition stuff? Are they done or are they not made no, a decision they're, on they're, those yet? There's no decision made on you, yeah. uh, European competitions. I think there's been a an idea floated that they're going to try and work away to literally playing, like not having uh, return legs, so doing single games yeah. at neutral yeah. venues um, and doing them sort of like two games a week. So going, yeah. right, okay, so you might be able to compact the whole thing into a mini tournament that's played over maybe one to two weeks. Yeah. That seems relatively sensible. Um, but again, see, we've got, with cup competitions, everyone loves their cups and all the rest of it. But it's in that sense, it's a little bit like the NBA. Is At the end of the day, all you get is a winner. If there isn't a winner, it's not really the end of yeah, the world. It just means what, that, that it goes. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, Obviously, it's very easy for for me to sit here and say, just scrap the cup competitions because 
you know, listen, you still ratings and stuff like that for UEFA mm-hmm. for the Champions League. But I feel like one way or another, you have to just when when this all passes over, whether that means delaying the start of next season, just scraping these games together, as you say, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. It's not going to yeah. be fun. You're going to be using youth squads. You're going to be using it. But I just they have to get it done. Yeah. You, you you can't you like you said with the basketball is as heartbreaking as it is there is a way of just hitting the stop button yeah. in, in football like you say a club can go out of business you know there's a club way in the championship that is close to earning 100 million pounds mm. and for you to turn around and say no sorry it's ridiculous they're already making plans let's be real like teams at the top are already planning their yeah. their trip to the premier league and you know liverpool planning you know their titles and, mm-hmm. and winning that so yeah from a football perspective it, we're so close now you know if we're halfway yeah. through the season I, I, good luck but I feel like it's a little bit clearer in that yeah it's a mess I wouldn't want to be anyone involved in the organization right now but I still feel with what 19 games left you can you can find a way of scraping it through once yeah, it's all sides yeah, I mean, it's it's been helped a little bit with the uh, they've they've now cancelled the European Championships, which I don't see they had any choice other than to to postpone that for for a year because obviously yeah. that being played all over Europe, that just wasn't going to happen. So that that allows a bit more breathing space. Chris, you're a a West Ham United fan. Do you sh- <laughs> do you follow um Karen Brady's uh, no one void the whole season view, or do you think that was um done for their her own motives maybe? Well, if if it means that all three of them leave at the same time, then I'm all for it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's the it's smartest thing she's said since she's been there. <laughs> um, no, it's, it's, she's done that for a nibble up. I mean, it's because you can't, as it's, as bo- bo- you both have it now on the head, there's, because there's relegations, promotions, um, even more money, as I say, than the, getting promoted in the playoffs, the most richest game in the world. It has to be finished, whether it's, again, it's a real grind or whatever like that. It needs It needs to be finished. Um, they bought themselves more time with the Euros, unfortunately, being postponed. Um, it's not something for me you can just cancel and just uh, hand someone a trophy or say yeah. um, the top two definitely go up, the rest stay as it is. Because not only that, the legal battle off the back of that will just go on for ages. And it, it's, it's a sorry state it's in at the minute, and it's a shame we're in this state. But yeah. how, long, how long it takes, we just need to just grind it and get it over that line. Yeah. And then it, it, where you end up is where you're spoke where you should end up. The table doesn't lie. Yeah, um, that's right. So uh, I see. I saw a couple of little scenarios saying, "Well, if it ends now, you could just take the, uh, you know, the positions as they are now, and you're going to please people. You, you, you're going to upset some people. That's nonsense. You can't do that. I mean, for example, you had too you, much you've money. Got, it's too much exactly and you've got you'll have people argue that they have an easier running that are trying to survive relegation against others you've got for example you've got Manchester United are currently sitting in fifth place now if Man City get a a Champions League ban which at the moment that's going ahead then fifth place gets it so Man United will say well that's us Sheffield United are in sixth place they're two points behind Man United with a game in hand so yeah. you can't you can't what, just go there it's just it's nonsense what, what about as I say when um, with Sheffield United as well when they went down and we obviously had Tevez and said we was a legal player, et cetera, et cetera, that kind of thing. Then there was a lawsuit, went to mm. um, the arbitration court, 
we had to pay them out, whether it was 10, 15 million for it. There'll just be lawsuits all over the place. Yeah, exactly. But as I said, the team's thinking this, we was allocate, we assumed it was this. No, that ends here, where well, that impacts us this way. It'll just get so messy. Oh, yeah, so it's messy. A, it, the, the only way that this gets resolved, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't even matter if this doesn't clear up and we don't start playing sport again until September. No. We we start the season where we, where we finish that off. All right, there'll be lots of complications with contracts and so on, but they'll work that out. The season can't end with an asterisk against Liverpool saying they won the title, but that was actually six points uh, adrift. No, you have to finish the season. Anyway, oh, that's enough football. That was just a sidetrack. <laughs> Let's get back to NBA. Now, a um, bit of fun. That was a lot of serious stuff. Let's have a bit of fun. Now, I've come up if we've, um, I've got five questions each for you about the season that's just gone. It's going to be done in a little bit like a penalty shootout type scenario. So um, it's just uh, it's five questions each. Chris, I'm going to start with you. It's just all about the season that's just happened, okay? Right, Chris, question one. The Philadelphia 76ers have lost two games at home this season. The best record in the NBA at home. Who are those those two two defeats to? And you need both of them to get the point. Oh, God. Uh, Is one the Kings? Kings. If that's your final answer. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up, hang on. Look, he's he, quick. I'm not googling. Philadelphia. Don't know. Honestly, my phone's on the floor. Um, the Kings. Um, oh, I don't got a clue. Who the other one is. They've beaten a lot of good teams. Yeah, I think it was two pretty average teams. If I say Clippers or someone. Right. Okay. So you're going with Kings and Clippers. Yeah. Two two average teams. Kings no, Right. Okay, yeah. two, the, both wrong. Um, uh, fucking uh, average teams. Miami Heat is one of them. <laughs> and uh, and the Dallas Mavericks. All I seem to remember was the game where you got blown out. I thought that was at the Sixers. Yeah, that was the only time the Sixers yeah, beat us this year. We beat, them, we beat them three times apart from that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that's right, no problem. Right, Bob. <laughs> Glad I came on. Over to no you, mate. Bob. Okay, so uh, nil-nil after one question. Bob, you're stepping up. In February this year, who became the only the second player ever to hit consecutive 50-point games? Second player. James Harden. No. Nope. Oh. Bradley, Bradley Bill. Oh, I would not have guessed that. To hit two 50-point games in consecutive nights and lost them both. Lost. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Looking at his teammates, oh, what? Oh, I got it. Unbelievable. Okay. So, nil-nil after the first round. Your fault, Bradley. Chris, back to you. Yep. Again, please don't Google these. I'm not my idiot. Right. Who is the who is the current leader in assists per game? LeBron. This season. Who? LeBron James. LeBron James is correct. Bobby. Which player has the most free points in a game this season? With thirteen. Oh. Ooh. Who was it? I think I remember. Uh, three players. Hmm. Oh. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, I'm gonna say Luca Lucha. Can I guess, Steph? Yeah, go on. You can have a guess. Well, it's obviously wrong there. It was wrong. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Who'd you say, Bob? Luca. Uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine was right. Ooh. It wasn't your question. So still one nil after two rounds. Wasn't that the game that the Hornets were like up? Like 12 with about 40 seconds to go and they lost. Yes. 
think it was. <laughs> right, Chris, back to you. Yep. Who has the best home record in the Western Conference? Denver. Denver is incorrect. It's oh. the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh. It, felt, uh, it felt too think, obvious to say a Clippers. I think it's 23 and 7, I think they are. Right, Bob, chance to equalise. God. How many games has Steph Curry played this season? Oh, it's it single like digits. Don't it feel like a lifetime ago? Um, I'm going to say seven. Close, but no cigar. <gasps> Five games. This wow. really is like West Ham and Newcastle. I am the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, this literally is West Ham's front line and Newcastle's front line here. <laughs> okay, still 1-0. One 1-0. Nil. One nil still 1-0 uh, well. after about 40 questions. <laughs> the, right. the podcast is four days long. Back to you, Chris. Yeah. Which player holds the record for blocks in a game? This is in NBA history. Which player holds the record for blocks in a game? Anthony Davis. Incorrect. Oh, he had like 10 in one game. Who's got more than that? Uh, it was 10, but it was oh. from Hassan Whiteside uh, with a 10-point game. I swear I saw Davis with a 10. What you thought wrong? Check that. <laughs> I'm not having it. He's getting his phone. That's it. Oh. Right, Bob. Chance yeah, to equalise okay. again. <laughs> right. Who had a 37-point quarter in a win over Boston this month? Pascal, wasn't it? Oh, it was only this month as well. Ah, Karis, Karis Levert. Oh, thirty-seven point have quarter. a ridiculous quarter. Just come up. Don't know. Thirty-seven point fourth quarter and a fifty-one point game in a win over Boston this month. Karis Levert. Wow, good, good going, Karis. Right, Chris, uh, a chance. Dan, hang on, Daniel Healy. This guy. Yes. Anthony Davis recalls a career high ten blocks. For... Well, he actually googled it. I googled right, it. Well, I'm not having it. Well, Basketball, fine, no, re- basketball reference had Hassan Whiteside at 10 okay. blocks with the ball, so um, poke it. Fair enough. Okay, Chris, a chance to win. Yes, mate. Um, <laughs> with 2-0. <we're, laughs> <two nil. laughs> a chance to win with 2-0. Last question. Quite, and a relatively easy one too. Who is the current ninth seed in the West? Oh, don't Google it. Don't Google it. I said it earlier. Um, Poland. Poland is correct. Oh, what a joke. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Bob, Bob, I've, got Bob, the, I've got the hardest first one. team has the worst away record? <laughs> right, Bob, just which for... Which um, team has the best home record in the East? Right, Bob, just for uh, just oh, for a bit Bob. of um, bit of pride. Which player has the highest usage percentage this season? Which player has the highest usage percentage? Oh, I think Ben Simmons would be up there. Uh, Someone else is probably rinsing out more minutes, so I'd say... Oh, let's go with Simmons just for the sake of it, but I don't think so. Simmons is incorrect. It is... Uh, Chris, do you want to have a poke? James Harden. No. Harden, no. Was, second. Harden was my Harden second. Was second. Yeah. Who holds the ball more than him for 47 minutes a game? It was, uh, believe it or not, it's Giannis Anatokounmpo. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So so Chris, out about nine times a game. Nine times a month. So, Chris, uh, Chris won with a, a solid 2-0 victory there. Well done, boys. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. That was a great great game. Well done, mate. Right. Okay. Um, We're going to end with one last thing. Um, Everybody is sitting there with no sport, um, nothing to do. They're forced to talk into, you know, wives and girlfriends and getting things done around the house and talking to, you know, playing with kids and things. It's no fun. It's no fun for anybody without sport. 
So uh, we're going to ask, please, um, can you each give all of our thousands of listeners a, uh, a Netflix series or film that you recommend? Highly recommended series, please, from me both. Go on, Bob. What you got? What you got, Bob? Mm, it sounds like a very, very obvious one. But if you want some nice comedy, outrageous comedy, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, what a shocker. It's always funny. It's always sunny in Philly. Yeah, no, it's a good yeah. shout. I'm actually about um, halfway through series three. Um, yeah, Lots to watch. It's, it's getting funny. It's getting good. So, uh, yeah, no, it's a good shout. It's a good shout. What you got, Chris? Um, I'm going to stay on the sport um, threads, just trying to uh, keep everyone happy. Um, I actually recommend the new Formula One series. Um, oh, yeah, nice. It doesn't always have to be exactly like you're well into it, but it's a fly in the wall series. See a lot, of, see a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Really interesting. Um, and it's just, I think it went on there last week. Ten episodes, half hour each. Bang it on. Great very, shout. Very good. Great shout. Yeah, well done, mate. Yeah, that's a good shout. Um, I'm going to go with a series that I've been watching for about a year, and uh, as you two both know, I'm, I'm horrific at finishing series. Well, not finishing, but just getting through them. I'm so slow with it. I've got two episodes left of Power. And um, uh, I'm almost there. I've literally, as I say, just got two episodes left. Um, it's been probably the best series I've ever seen on Netflix. Really enjoyed it. Had its ups and downs. Had a little dip in the middle, I thought. But um, no, really, really good series. So I recommend Power. So there you go. We've got a comedy. We've got a sporting documentaries. And we've got a nice bit of, uh, of, of American drama uh, for you. So hopefully... Um, That'll keep you away from the uh, from the wags, if you like. So, uh, so there you go. We'll we'll wrap it up there, Chris and Bob. Thanks for joining me uh, in these really uncertain times. We miss our sport. We miss our basketball. Um, I can't believe how much things have escalated in the last week. Um, Can I check one knows? thing, we though, Dan? Yep. And Chris, just just one thing. Are you are you guys sure? And all the listeners, are you sure you don't want to just scrap this season? Uh, we'll go back to the start of last season where all the yeah. trades will be null and void. Um, I think that's a great idea. Let's well, just, I, I could get let's off just with go that. back. I, I don't mind that, mate. I'll yeah, should back. we go back? Or is it gonna, or are they going to cancel the season? Then it's fine because we'll still be the defending champs and Giannis will be another year closer to leaving. Fantastic. <laughs> I don't mind either scenario. I'm going for both. Sure, sure you don't want to do that, Dan, because I, I know well, you were really think, pleased with the contracts last year. Having, having Kawhi could be a bit of a nightmare, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can, I can, I can sort of get Chris's angle there. Yeah, you know, we've got, um, we've got the bet, one of the best players in the NBA still playing for us, and we're defending champs and so on. Um, Bob, now you, yeah. you, you'll have, you'll have a good, you'll have a good team there, but you'll have Jimmy Butler just basically just carrying on kicking off about what a circus it was uh in his time with philly you sure you want that mate i'd oh. still rather that than our Horford, dan let me tell you that okay. that's fair. That's dan you fair. said the other day how much you miss whiteside and johnson's contracts and and uh, and what oh. and all that and, the, and bam coming off the bench you, you said you you missed them days of heart attack Kate. you missed it you've made me shudder you've made me shudder so yeah thanks for that bob um you know things are already dark enough and um, and you put you put people like Whiteside and uh, Tyler Johnson and people like that back in my head. So uh, yeah, don't put down Whiteside. He's the block leader of the NBA history. <laughs> right, we'll end it on that note. Actually, I'll tell you what, we're going to end it on a joke. You ready for this, boys? God, the Philadelphia 76ers. No, ready? <laughs> Britt Brown. The first Russian confirmed case of COVID-19 came in today. Ivor Chestikov. <laughs> wow. See you later, guys. Cheers, Dan. Cheers, mate.